Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hi, faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning in to P40 Ministries this morning. This is your host, Jen. Today we are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 12. So grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea and your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. When Jesus had finished these words, he departed from Galilee and came into the borders of Judea beyond the Jordan. Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. Pharisees came to him, testing him, and saying, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? He answered, Haven't you read that he who made them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, so that they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, don't let man tear apart. They asked him, Why then did Moses command us to give her a certificate of divorce and divorce her? He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it had not been so. I tell you that whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. And he who marries her when she is divorced commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If this is the case of the man with his wife, it is not expedient to marry. But he said to them, Not all men can receive this saying, but those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who are born that way from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who are made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to receive it, let him receive it. This uh, passage of scripture is actually kind of hard for me to talk about a little bit, but I will do my best to discuss exactly what is happening here to the best of my ability. So basically, in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus goes into Judea and all these multitudes follow him and he heals all of them. It says he heals them there. Great multitudes followed him and he healed them. So that's just Jesus being who he is and healing the multitudes who were honestly just trying to take advantage of his healing powers. But Jesus heals them. But while all this is happening, these Pharisees come up to Jesus and they're trying to test him. You remember that the Pharisees hated Jesus. They were extremely jealous of him. They hated the fact that he had so many followers and he was so popular and that the people were listening to what Jesus had to say rather than what the Pharisees had to say, because the Pharisees were the religious leaders of the time. So they hated Jesus. They come up to Jesus and they're trying to trick him. They're trying to uh, trip up his, his words so that he gets in trouble. And they say to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? Now, at this point in time, I actually read up on a little bit of history about 
the Jewish culture at this time and their views of marriage. Now, marriage was a very, very sacred thing to Jewish people at this time, and I believe is still a very sacred thing to Jewish people. But at this time, there was a lot of controversy regarding marriage and regarding divorce within marriage. There were two rabbis at this point in time that were rather popular that would teach about divorce and marriage. And one of them was rather strict. And he taught that divorce could only happen if the wife was engaging in sexual immorality. So she was committing adultery within the marriage. The other person, this other rabbi, taught that a woman could be divorced for any reason whatsoever. And in fact, that the law even encouraged divorce, like that the Levitical law actually encouraged divorce, where Moses said, you can give your wife a certificate of divorce. So this guy, he believed that women were kind of like objects. Actually, everyone at this point in time did. Women were legitimately objects in this point in time that they could be divorced for any reason whatsoever. Now, the other thing was, at this point in time, I just, I just mentioned this, but women were not considered really to be people. They were considered to be things, things that the father owned. So the father would own his daughter. And then when she became married, the husband would own her. So the Jews had a very high regard for marriage, but a very low regard for women, which honestly made for a really bad marriage for most people, I am sure at this point in time, because of how twisted everything had gotten. And the other thing was marriage was so highly regarded that the rabbis preached that a man who was over the age of 20, who was not married yet, was actually sinning because this man was not doing what God had said, where God had said to uh, be fruitful and multiply. So this man who was over the age of 20, who was not married yet, was actually committing a sin against God. This is how crazy their views were on marriage. And Jesus at this time, because he was a rabbi himself, he was a teacher, which is what rabbi means. He was a teacher. He didn't actually have to be married. So this wouldn't have applied to him because rabbis kind of had a special um, thing where they didn't necessarily have to be married. So Jesus wouldn't have had to be married. And uh, the people wouldn't have thought he was sinning because he was not married. But one way or the other, they had really twisted the views on marriage. They had twisted what God had said in the law. Everything about marriage at this point in time was completely wrong. So these rabbis come up to Jesus and they say, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? So he's, they're trying to get Jesus to pick a side. They're trying to get Jesus to pick a side, whether he's more strict with the one rabbi or he's more lenient with the other rabbi that says that women can be divorced for any reason. In fact, I was reading that this rabbi believed that women could be divorced even if she burned the guy's meal for dinner or for breakfast or something like that, that would be grounds for divorce. So this woman had to be like literally perfect in order for herself not to get divorced from this jerk. But anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, so they're trying to get Jesus to pick a side and kind of make him controversial a little bit, because if he would have been a little bit more strict, a lot of people wouldn't have liked him anymore. Because a lot of people liked that leniency that this other rabbi preached about marriage and divorce. But then if he was a little bit more lenient, they could have said that he was going against the law of Moses. So they're trying to trick him into taking a side. But Jesus doesn't do this. He goes straight back to the scriptures. 
In fact, he barely mentions divorce at all in his response. He says, haven't you read that he who made them from the beginning made them male and female? So this is the very first chapter in Genesis, and we already went over this a long time ago. But this is Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, where God makes the male and the female, and he performs the first wedding ceremony for these two people. And Jesus says, I just find this so funny. He's, he's very snarky. Jesus is very snarky. He says to the Pharisees, haven't you read? <laughs> so he's kind of teasing them a little bit. He's like, do you guys not read your scriptures? It's the very first chapter of Genesis. He's like, haven't you read that God made male and female? And performed the first wedding ceremony. And he says, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And that's a really interesting way to put that for this cause. That means a woman for the woman, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So Jesus is just completely humbling the train of thought on marriage at this point in time. He is humbling men. He's saying, look, this woman is not just an object for you to own and divorce whenever you want. This woman is your equal partner under God because he made them both. He made them both equally. This woman is your equal partner partner. And for this woman, you, you men will leave your father and your mother. So he says, you will leave your father and your mother and you will be joined with this woman. And in fact, the, the word for joined, actually, it doesn't just mean sexually. It can mean, it means in every single way, almost like these two people are glued together. They are completely joined together and the two shall become one flesh. They are completely one person now. So this is a very humbling response to these Pharisees. Jesus is going straight back to scripture, the very first chapter of the Bible and saying to these men, this is how marriage is supposed to be. You guys have it all wrong. You are not supposed to be treating marriage and divorce the way you are treating marriage and divorce because these two people that God created are meant to be together, joined together for as long as they live on this earth. And he says in verse six, they are no more two, but they are one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, don't let man tear apart. And this is where Jesus mentions divorce. After all of that, that he says there, he mentions divorce at the very end. He's like, you know, when you make a vow to a woman in marriage, you are making that vow also to God that you are going to be with that woman forever on earth. And he says, since God joined you two together, and since you made that vow, don't let man tear you guys apart. You are both equal. You are both under God. In verse seven, they ask him after this, they say, why then did Moses command us to give her a certificate of divorce and to divorce her? 
So they're challenging Jesus once again. They're saying, you know, Moses in the law commanded us to give her a certificate of divorce. And they're referring to a verse that says that if a woman finds no favor in her man's eyes, and that's the old-fashioned way of saying um, that if a man finds his woman to be indecent in some way, in other words, sexual immorality, the Pharisees are using that to say, what is indecency? You know, why did Moses say that we can divorce our wives if we find her to be indecent? They're saying, like, what's indecency? And that was kind of the the controversy at the time. People didn't understand what Moses meant. They didn't understand that indecency meant sexual immorality. And that was the only time a man would ever be allowed to divorce his wife and vice versa. And so he, Jesus says to them, Moses, because of the hardness of man's hearts allowed you to divorce your wives but from the beginning it has not been so and that's also a very clever response to these pharisees the pharisees are twisting it saying moses commanded us and jesus corrects it saying moses allowed you he never commanded anybody to divorce their wives. He allowed divorce under one circumstance, and that was sexual immorality or cheating. And even in, in that case, if you want to remain married to your spouse, even after they had committed an act of sexual immorality, and you still wanted to work things out, you didn't have to divorce your wife. It wasn't commanded that you divorce your spouse, your wife, or your husband. It was allowed. And that was the only case it was allowed. So Jesus corrects this. He says, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives because of the hardness of people's hearts. So sin was going to happen. You know, there are times when people cheat on their spouses. And because of that reason, that is why divorce was allowed. And he says, but from the beginning, it has not been so. I tell you that whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. Jesus is including polygamy in here. There are times that people say, in order to kind of debunk the Bible, I suppose, they try to say like, oh, God allowed polygamy in the Old Testament. Well, yes, God allows a lot of things. Actually, God allows a lot of things that he dislikes because he's insanely merciful. I mean, right here explains it. Man's hearts are hardened. So because of God's mercy, he will allow certain things to happen, even if it's not in God's original plan. God is extremely merciful. He understands that our hearts are hard that we have sin inside of us from the time we are an infant. God continually shows grace, even though things aren't exactly the way God designed them to be when he first created the earth. So yes, God did allow polygamy in the Old Testament. Did he like it? No. And in fact, there are many times in the Bible where he talks about how he disliked polygamy because Jesus says verses like this, you know, a man should never leave his wife to be joined to another. It was only meant to be one man and one woman that was joined into marriage. So anything else, whether it be divorce for no reason or one of the sexual sins, sexual immorality, cheating, homosexuality, or if it's polygamy, God doesn't want these things. This wasn't the original design. This wasn't the original 
plan. But because God is so gracious and merciful, he continues to give people second chances over and over and over again. But he does tell people what the original plan is, the good plan, the plan that God had for humanity from the very beginning. And, you know, I I mentioned before in one of my other episodes that God's plan is the best plan, even though we might not think it's the best plan because we want stuff a certain way. We want stuff exactly the way we want it. In the end, it's just really not good for us the way we want things. It never turns out good. It turns out bad for us. It turns out bad for the people who are around us. It turns out bad for whatever reason. But the way God planned things to be is the best possible way things can be. Because he's God. He knows all. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. So clearly he's going to understand the best possible way for people to live and have the most joy and have the most happiness out of their lives and the most fulfillment in their lives. Of course, God understands that. So God's plan is the best. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying that God's plan is the best. So divorce under any grounds should not be allowed to happen unless it's for the grounds of sexual immorality. And he says, he who marries her when she is divorced commits adultery. So the woman who gotten divorced because she had committed adultery, anyone who marries her commits adultery as well and vice versa anybody who marries a man who had committed adultery in his marriage and is divorced because of that reason anybody who marries him is also committing adultery because that's really the only grounds Jesus is giving for divorce so in verse 10 his disciples come up to him after he says all this after he very uh cleverly kind of Responds to the Pharisees. His disciples come up to him and they're like, so if this really is the case of the man with his wife, then we shouldn't have to worry about being married immediately. So they're kind of like processing what Jesus is saying here. And I do find that funny that they're really like thinking about what Jesus is saying about divorce and marriage. And he's saying it's not necessary that we marry right away right? And Jesus is like, well, true. Yes, you don't have to be married immediately. He says, actually, not all men can receive what you're saying. Some men want to be married very deeply. And same with women. When I was in high school, I wanted so desperately to be married. I wanted so desperately to have a boyfriend, but I was a weirdo and nobody liked me in high school. So I thought there was something seriously wrong with me, but luckily I found a guy who's just as weird as I am, so it works out really well. But the fact of the matter is, many people want to be married. And this is very clear. People love relationships. They love being in love. And uh, Jesus is saying, you know, not everybody can accept that, but some people can accept it. And the ones who can accept it, the ones who are eunuchs from birth, or the ones who actually make themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of God, they can accept it and they don't have to be married. Actually, Paul mentioned something like that as well later on. I'm I'm not going to look up that scripture, but he says something like, I'm not married and I'm happy because of that, because I'm able to really focus on God's kingdom and spreading the gospel rather than having to worry about my relationship with my wife and how she's doing, if she's safe while I'm spreading the gospel. And he says, though, not every man can accept this. Not every woman can accept this. And if God calls you into marriage, definitely be married. If you want to be married, be married. And he says, but you don't have to be. You can choose not to be married in order 
to spread the gospel or in Jesus's case, be a rabbi or uh, anything like that. So Jesus says at the very end here in verse 12, he says, the person who is able to receive this, let him receive it. So in other words, the person who is able to remain unmarried, let him remain unmarried. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that marriage topics are not my forte. I just don't enjoy talking about them very much. And I know that there are people that do love talking about marriage topics. But, you know, when it when I get to a, a topic like this in the Bible, I get really nervous to discuss it. I just I don't enjoy talking about sexuality or marriage. And in fact, if you look at my P40 Ministries website, under the marriage tab, I have like one blog post about it. It's just not my forte, though I am a married woman. But um, I do know that even though it is hard for me kind of to discuss this sort of topic, it is very necessary. And it's necessary to tell the truth and to tell the truth of the gospel and to spread the word. So when I get to topics like this, I am not going to sugarcoat what Jesus is saying here, even though it might be hard for some people who are divorced or who have struggled with sexual sins to maybe read some of this stuff. It is important to understand the truth and to understand there is forgiveness for sins. And he welcomes anybody that has a repentant heart. You know, we all sin. We all make mistakes. We all have a sin bent. My mom always used to tell me that since I was a little kid. Everyone has a sin bent. And I'm not going to mention what mine is in front of everybody. (laughs) And I know what it is. But um, everyone has one. And if this today was something that was kind of hard for you to hear because maybe you struggled with something like this in the past or are struggling with it, just know that there is forgiveness of sins. There is grace and God accepts everyone with open arms who have a repentant heart. So even though, like I said, this is not my forte to talk about, I think it is necessary to discuss this and it's always necessary to tell the truth. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And if you did, make sure to share it on your social media platforms and also to like it and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or from wherever you're listening from. I believe Audible also allows you to rate the podcasts. Now, I am still working on making that app for you guys, the P40 Ministries app. So I will tell you guys more about that when it gets closer to being finished. But right now, that's in the beginning stages of being set up. So that's very exciting for me and I hope it's exciting for you because it's going to be a lot easier for you to tune into the P40 Ministries podcast each morning. You just download that app and there it is. So be looking forward to that and also be sure to check out the Alive devotionals that uh, I designed, wrote, and illustrated because those are available on Amazon Prime right now and they are alive exclamation point alive <laughs> coloring devotionals those are a great resource for Easter and so definitely take some of those devotionals and put them in Easter baskets for your kids or for people you know right now the adult one is available on Amazon Prime for $12.99 and the children's one is available for $10. And once again, those are the Alive Coloring Devotionals. So take a look at those on Amazon Prime. I will drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Happy listening and God bless.